Herman Mashaba is the biggest new political force in South Africa in literally a decade, 10 years since the economic freedom fighters formed. Mashaba announced his serious new power in our scene two years ago in the local government elections where his party, Action SA, on debut, got over a fifth, I think it was 22% of all the votes in Gauteng, which is an extraordinary achievement for a brand new party on debut, even if their leader is the former mayor of Johannesburg and leader of the DA in Johannesburg. Herman Mashaba. It's a huge achievement. And so, when we got to sit down with Herman Mashaba for an exclusive interview, I had a lot of questions. And he said some really shocking, highly unusual things. You're about to hear all of them. But just so that you know what's coming, he says that as soon as he gets into office, he will throw Ramaphosa and Zuma in jail. He says that he will cancel, remove all parole from all lung sentences, all parole potential from all lung sentences for those who've committed serious crimes. He will force them to work, whether they like to or not, like some kind of contribution to the project of rebuilding South Africa. He will take away the rights of all prisoners or criminals to vote. All of this sounds a lot like indentured labor, which is also called slavery. But he says he's going to do it. He says he's going to scrap minimum wage completely in South Africa. He says it's bad. He also says he's going to disempower unions. And he also says he's going to clean up the streets of South Africa and attack and destroy crime, while also insisting that he's not the xenophobe that so many people believe that he is. And after all that, Herman Mashaba insists that he will be utterly devastated if he gets less than 15% in next year's national election for Action SA. They're running in every single province. They're trying to go national in a serious way. 15% would make them the third biggest political party in South Africa if you go by last national elections election results. 15% for any political party would be a triumph. For the debut of a brand new political party, it would be record-breaking and history-making. But Herman Mashaba insists that that is the bare minimum that they will do. So, here's the issue with Herman Mashaba, our exclusive interview with one of South Africa's out-of-the-blue most important political figures. Welcome to The Issue with Dan Corder, where we always say South Africa is a movie. Why not come and watch it with us as we dig into the biggest news, cultural moments, and shock developments of this endlessly fascinating, uncertain country. Once a week, we release an episode of The Issue right here where you're listening on podcast and also an equivalent episode in video form on YouTube. And if I could ask you one tiny, small, fast favor, this show is suddenly quickly starting to get the serious attention of some of South Africa's political heavyweights. We had Maimane, now we are having right now Herman Mashaba. And we want to continue to grow this project so that we can get more and more politicians to come on so we can ask them the big questions. and. The way that you can help us do that is just to take a quick second to follow this podcast, like and subscribe on YouTube to our videos and support us on various social media. The more evidence that we can get of the success and importance of this show, the bigger the names we can attract. So without further ado, here is the issue with Herman Mashaba. 
how do we solve the worst unemployment ki- uh, crisis in the world? Well, like, uh, as an action SA government, what are the first things that you do? Well, uh, the first thing that you do you to, to immediately reform uh, uh, labor legislation so that uh, if Dan wants to really open a factory or open a business, Dan uh, must be able to uh, get into a contract, whoever wants to work for Dan. How much they pay one another, it's got absolutely nothing to do with us as government. Okay. Uh, the role of government is to create uh, a conducive environment for you to really be able to contract. Mm. And uh, how you contract, honestly, it's got absolutely nothing to do with us as government. As government, we've got to make sure that then you are registered to pay your taxes. Sure. If you promised uh, you hire out uh, Mr. Uh, whoever, still, or make Mr. sure James. that uh, yeah, yeah. Or James, <laughs> please pay it. Pay James what you promised James you, okay. you're going to pay. So you pay would them. prioritize uh, a government which has fewer overarching labor laws that, in your view, meddle and allows people to set up contracts on their own terms. And the government's role is just to fulfill those contracts. Absolutely. We're saying okay. uh, if uh, then you employ James, you promise James you're going to give him 6,000 rands a month. So minimum you, wage? You, no, I think for me, minimum wage, it's a... Tell me, what is the minimum wage? Let's take it in a South African context sure. where you've got 12 million South Africans unemployed. Why would what, you what, what is the minimum wage to them? Well, nothing. Nothing. Okay. And minimum wage, actually, if you look at it uh, all over the world, it uh, protects skilled people because no businessman in the world will ever employ Dan or James uh, if um, the law says I must pay you 4,000 rents, but you cost your you cost me six thousand rents. I understand. I'm, I'm not going to. Uh, I mean, if your cost is more than what I'm paying you, I'm not going to pay. I'm not going to employ you. I, sure. I, I don't need government to really tell me. So I think uh, minimum wage, unfortunately, in in and in, in an environment where government deliberately disempowered people gave them the most inferior education in the world. I think, uh, I'm sure you're aware, our education outcomes are are the worst in in the world. Unskilled uh, people, you are discriminating them, pitting them against each other on the basis of race. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, there's just no way you can have Mm -hmm. a a prosperous economy. uh, And what other kind of like budgetary choices uh, would an action SA government make? Are there... I mean, if you're thinking about free markets, would you still fund state-owned enterprises, SABC, ESCOM, Transnet? SAA ways, I'll actually pay someone to take it off of the government's Okay, fully private, get it out of my room. The only thing, please keep the SA brand, SAA ways brand. But I'll pay you, so get it off our balance sheet. Transnet, I think uh, if you look at the need for transport uh, system in this country for the next 30, 50 years, I think government has got a role to play. Okay. Without, without any doubt. So we've what other SOEs are we We've got to subsidize public transport systems so that sure. our people must be able to really uh, to move around. ESCOM must compete on, on a commercial basis. Okay. Um, government-owned uh, or privatized? All government-owned. Okay. Uh, okay. Government-owned. But... allow the private sector to compete with them on a commercial basis. If ESCOM cannot compete, let it die a natural death and allow the private sector. But I think if you you look at uh, on a short-term basis where you need to provide electricity to some of the poor communities, 
private sector might not really be able to really c- come out with a solution mm. with immediate effect. So, so that's you why you allow the private sector to play the role uh, to ensure that uh, ESCOM uh, also operates on, on a commercial basis. But it must be run by professional people, not sure. by KDAS. Sure. So you uh, are generally advocating a small government approach to the free markets, which I, w- w- which I do understand is like largely non-interventionary, let people get on with it. Well, I think one, one of uh, the policy considerations that we approved uh, two weeks ago at, your, uh, uh, at our policy summit, conference, yes, yeah, yeah. at our policy conference on the 12th to the 14th of, of September, we, it's in, uh, in our policy suite where we've committed a section SA that our cabinet will be a maximum of 20. That's the worst case scenario. <laughs> the worst case. That's the worst case scenario. We're as have. bad as it gets. Yeah. It's, <laughs> if the worst case scenario will be 20 okay. cabinet ministers with not a single... Uh, with not a single deputy. deputy. Okay. We don't see what what do the, the deputies do. I mean, that mm. they're just really a, a liability. And are you looking at a technocratic model where you hire um, external uh, experts into even ministry positions, or because you just said you were anti-Kada deployment, but I'm sure there must be some political appointments that you'd make from within Action SA. If you if you look at our constitution, it does allow the president of the country to do um, uh, what they recruitment, like. Uh, yes. recruitment, you know, okay. targeted recruitment. In fact, if you look at right now, as I'm uh, speaking to you, Action SA is busy um, running uh, applications for people who want to become members of parliament and um, MPLs and so forth. But then the constitution does allow the president in the event uh, you you don't get certain skills because we want... uh, uh, some of the top people in our cabinet so that they can play a role. I, w- I want to really ensure that uh, I have one of the best uh, okay. financial person as a minister of finance. I yes. need... Uh, CEO of so, Uber for Minister of Transport. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I need uh, to, to, uh, the minister of police. It must be someone who... Who who actually comes uh, from uh, from starting sure. from uh, the police training college? Who knows how to arrest a petty criminal up to the heart? You know, I understand. Real professional uh, okay. policeman, uh, someone who must run our infrastructure programs, uh, must be a, an engineer and so I forth. Teachers. It has to be someone coming from the education mm. background, so so that we avoid uh, having a situation mm. where we, you end up uh, with people who can play guitars and uh, pl- know how to dance. Yes, Th- those people don't, don't belong uh, to uh, to government. Well, you're Minister of Arts and Culture, so long as they don't buy a twenty million rand flag. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I remember, you know, in, in uh, you know, for in former Bhutan, um, Lucas Mangope was the president was the, uh, the President of Puputaswana, mm. he used to say to to to, to, to people that um, you know, guys, please avoid being led by someone uh, who knows how to play guitar as <laughs> a dancer in your community. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I can't play guitar, but I know some good men who no, are guitar no, players. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I I'm not. You know, I'm just really saying. I that, oh God, I love music, and I really mm. I'm, I'm envious of people who can really play musical instrument. I'm just saying in a context of 
If your bass because, skill is guitar. Because, because you must understand the artists uh, are very popular people, mm. but they're, they're not necessarily popular to, Finance to, give you, <laughs> to give you an example. I mean, Marvin Gaye or, uh, or Ray Charles, they're they are my heroes, but, but you can't expect me, I must get uh, Michael Jackson to be my minister of finance. You got some good <laughs> you know? music taste. So that is what I'm, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm talking I about. Understand. I'm not really saying anything that there's anything bad about the people who are you. artists. Yeah. So... I feel like I have to ask this question because, I mean, I get hundreds of thousands of comments whenever I talk about politics. And every time I bring up your name, it's the same thing from a certain group of people and the same response for another, from another group of people. Why do so many South Africans think that you're a xenophobe? Is it a, a lot? I don't think so. I would, then I, would, I don't think I would agree with you. There's some with... Um, I didn't uh, say majority with, or minority. Well, with uh, ulterior agendas. You can, you can understand my entry into politics has disrupted um, mm. uh, the normal political uh, space. So I'm not liked by traditional politicians because uh, I'm not in this business to make friends uh, with them. So that's why uh, remember when I raised this matter of uh, uh, illegal foreigners in the country, uh, ANC and others uh, went to, to an extent of even reporting me to the South African Human Rights Commission. And when they investigated only to find uh, that everything uh, articulated is contained in a, in, in a in our constitution. This country, South Africa, was built at the back of migrants and we must continue attracting people of the world to come to this rainbow nation mm. that uh, the Desmond sp- uh, to, to spoke about. But mm. they must come here legally and when mm. they're here, they must respect our laws. Of if anyone calls that xenophobic, then mm. the authors of our constitution where a xenophobic group of uh, lawyers who put together this constitution, because that's what it says. And it's not only South Africa. Every single country in the world uh, articulates the same thing. So that means the world is, the, all of us, the constitutions and the laws of countries all over the world are xenophobic. The best I can tell is that, uh, so you did a much publicized citizen's arrest uh, as your first citizen's arrest as DA mayor. You arrested someone who was walking down the street in WCBD with a cow's head and then you you tweeted something along the lines of, I don't want uh, your kinds of people coming here bringing Ebola. And then just after that, um, you tweeted kind of like crime stats of what uh, different foreign nationalities in South Africa, the kinds of crimes they commit. And while um, established bodies didn't find that that was fundamentally xenophobic, I think the best argument uh, against you from a variety of NGOs was like, it was a wink and a nudge towards xenophobia because it was misleading because it didn't contextualize it with um, the fact that uh, firstly, many of those arrests were for like minor misdemeanors and they're no good crimes but like minor misdemeanors like drunk driving for example and also within the context of the fact maybe that 95% or more of crimes in South Africa are committed by South Africans and then after that it was weird and I'm not saying that you were a part of this there's no evidence that you were I don't believe that you were but all of these deeply xenophobic Twitter accounts started championing you and they don't anymore in fact now they say that you're a sellout because you had tea with John Stenhazen so I'm not saying that that was a (laughs) rational group of people but you became this emblem of uh, xenophobia on Twitter, which was kind of extraordinary. What was it like? Yeah, well, the thing is, you must understand uh, this uh, campaign was launched by people uh, who uh, I was a threat against. You remember okay. at the time um, I was uh, really pushing out, uh, exposing corruption 
mainly by ANC senior people. Uh, mm. In the three years as the mayor of the city of Johannesburg, uncovered 34 billion rands worth of fraud and corruption by senior ANC people. So you can imagine mm. they, they had to do something. They couldn't just sit back and, uh, and, and let me survive. And uh, lucky they found uh, a friend in the DA um, to, to remove me because uh, okay. obviously from the ANC, uh, they realized, my goodness, if we don't stop this mashaba, we're going to be arrested. We're going to land in jail. And this man is not kind to criminals. Okay. And uh, the DA said, um, I mean, EFF may uh, um, by providing services in poor communities. And uh, that's... Uh, that's it. I th think, yeah. So I, I, I understand. I think for me, uh, I've been trained. Uh, it's in my DNA uh, criticism uh, when I stand for the truth. So you're not going to shake me. In fact, people who actually take me, mm. they, uh, they make me stronger. You can okay. ask uh, anyone I've worked with over the last 64 years. Uh, take him and Mashab on the mm. basis of um, what he stands for. Okay. You make him. You make him more determined and more resolute, mm. and uh, and you can never really shake me. Okay. Um, you you know, and if I make a mistake, I've made a mistake, okay. and and uh, and I've always said over the years, uh, if uh, why one person who makes mistake in life, it's Herman Mashaba, mm. and you know why? Then I, I, I make mistakes because I've been trained to understand that life is not easy. I understand. And you are a human being. God has mm. given you the brains to assist you to navigate to the yeah. challenges. That's why when I come across a challenge, it doesn't worry, it doesn't make me commit suicide. Yes. It, it, it triggers something to say, God, give me the wisdom to really be able okay. to navigate this challenge. And, okay. and that's how I operate. So now people can, like uh, those that would really think they can, they can uh, uh, have a backlash against me, I think uh, they're, they're making a terrible mistake. Okay. Now, you've been very clear in the last three years that you're not xenophobic at all constantly over and over public pronouncements. Uh, do you tweet differently now? Do you worry that maybe like tweets like can get from your perspective misconstrued into being xenophobic tweets? No, uh, if you look at my tweets over the last three, from uh, the time I started uh, being attacked, even up to today, okay. if there is an issue to do with illegality that, right. uh, that threatens the sovereignty of South Africa, I will never hesitate. Okay. Uh, to tweet, uh, even engage, mm. even if I must stand on top of the tallest uh, building in this country mm. or anywhere in the world, I, I, I will raise it and no one is going to stop okay. me. South Africa is a sovereign state. Totally. And, and I'm not going to let my country uh, be uh, blackmailed yes. uh, by people with agendas I do not know. So, so basically, I've not really changed okay. uh, my stance. You can look at uh, my Twitter uh, mm. that, that handle. Uh, and and I do eighty percent of of, of, the, of, tweets, of yeah. the tweets. Yeah, you said and yeah. and I and uh, and I deal with uh, issues of um, people threatening the sovereignty of my country. So you're talking about like so one of your big things is like we just need to fix border security and all also, countries need to do that and that's not controversial. We can't have people coming in and no one is gonna give, get me to keep quiet about it. Of course, they must. I want them to really understand that yes. uh, Helman Mashaba is not going to keep quiet under no circumstances. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to apologize to anyone. South Africa is a sovereign state. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, like I've done over the years, I will protect. And if you look at my statements, that's what uh, uh, the South African Human Rights Commission found uh, on my side. 
I was actually fighting for the rights of uh, this undocumented foreign nationals being abused. Are you okay. aware of the, the level of human trafficking happening yes, in this country? Yes, and exploitation. It's terrible. Yeah, no. It's terrible. And uh, the poor people, uh, because they're here in South Africa illegally, mm. see, this criminal yes. uh, elements makes them they really very vulnerable. I can tell buildings. you that. Let yeah. me give you a case uh, that once, once broke my heart, and I got really very angry with the so-called human rights lawyers and NGOs. We were doing uh, a raid in one of the buildings I was told about, and I decided I must accompany the police. As we go in, it was four or five in the afternoon, as we go in, in this dark, sm the, the smell and, uh, you know, human beings cannot be... Uh, live that uh, way. You yeah. know, live this way, you know. And um, then someone uh, says to me, says, Mr. Mashaba, please come and help. There's a lady just about to deliver. Okay. So they take me through this dingy, mm. dark room. So we use torches. Here's the lady just about to give uh, mm. uh, uh, the bed and uh, ask you, how come... During a raid. You're not, yeah, during the raid. How come you're not going to hospital? Right. Says, no, I'm, undocumented. I'm undocumented. So what do you think? They are there and they called out uh, the ambulance. We made sure that yeah. this woman uh, go, go, uh, must go to hospital and get uh, proper treatment. So what is so, the solution? And, and, uh, and uh, that's what I, I don't understand about yeah. the so-called human rights lawyers. Okay. Well, in cases like this, where are they? Absolutely. Um, I completely understand. So with the disastrous Johannesburg fire that just was the worst building fire disaster, there were some, not all, but some undocumented migrants in that building. And I know that NGOs have started to get criticized a lot because like the Helen Sussman Foundation, for example, they take uh, local government to court to stop raids if government can't guarantee that they provide alternative accommodation for vulnerable people because you can't just turf people onto the street to regain a building because... All people, regardless of citizenry, have human rights. So in the case of the woman about to give birth, uh, who is undocumented, undocumented, after she's had her child, what is the solution? Does she get deported? Yeah, well, uh, no. Yeah, uh, we, we have uh, Department of uh, Home Affairs must do their work. Because okay. every person who's in this country must be documented so that we understand why people are here. If they're in South Africa for, for good reasons and they're qualified to get the documentation, they must be documented. Okay. If I they understand. came to South Africa illegally and they're involved in illegal activity, Catching we must answers. send them back to their country. I understand. That, uh, that's, uh, okay. that's my view and that's a I view of our party. Okay. Excellent. Thank you so much for clearing that up. I really appreciate it because no. it's the thing that everybody says uh, or like many, many, many people say when they hear your name. And I was just thinking about all of your policy stuff that you just talked about. And I was like, that's not what I'm hearing about. So I really, really wanted to know. No, thank you very much uh, for, 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 for allowing me to, to clarify. But I've, I've clarified it I don't know how many times. Well, maybe and this I, can, I can tell you, Dan, yeah. even with the, this clarity that I've given you, because uh, you must understand uh, this um, uh, this is a huge criminal industry okay. supported by serious money right. so, so whatever you're going I'm going to say it's not going to satisfy them okay so I so that's something that you must accept you mean the political agendas against you yeah I absolutely okay so uh, for all South Africans crime is horrific it's so unsafe like all over South Africa how do you fix saps the South African police service 
Well, as I've indicated to you, the Minister of Police must be uh, someone uh, with uh, police experience. But uh, there's so much corruption poli- and competence. Yeah, no, let yeah. me t- t- tell you how we intend dealing with, uh, with, uh, with criminality in South Africa. We, in fact, a uh, few weeks before our policy conference, uh, for me personally, uh, the way I see South Africans being murdered, women being raped, our youth being destroyed by drug syndicates, I do actually once concluded that you know the death penalty is the so is the answer to yeah, this. You recently proposed it to I the proposed State it conference. Yeah, and no, the no, before, before the conference, they said no. Yeah, they said How no. How do you feel about and, that? And not. I think uh, they they uh, presented very compelling counter arguments. Uh, counter arguments. I, I think you've got to be dumb not to understand this. They said to Herman, you know what? Under the current situation. Uh, um, death penalty is not going to work. Why? Firstly, our criminal justice system is broken, captured by our current criminal government. Okay. The police, uh, we don't have professional policemen and women any longer. Mm. Uh, good, we don't have good detectives. We don't have uh, good uh, prosecutors okay. and so forth. So you're going to end up, and now poor people don't have uh, the money to defend themselves. So you said, uh, unfortunately, we're going to end up... Uh, incorrect. Killing, killing, not incorrect. Killing only poor people. Even if they, they create... They, they, uh, uh, they, it's uh, prejudice they, towards the poor. Because they, they, yeah, they can't defend themselves. They, they, they can't defend themselves. They don't uh, yeah, have yeah. the money to get good lawyers. Okay. And you, you have a broken, corrupt uh, system. Okay. So you, you need to first uh, to take uh, 10, 15, 20 years to be able to really solve uh, this, uh, okay. this, uh, this, this criminal justice system. I want to ask but about However, okay. what we do with criminals, if you are sentenced to life imprisonment, it's going to be life imprisonment. And no, you're parole. Gonna, okay. no parole. No okay. parole. And you're going to pay back to society. You're not going Monday to Friday at the list, you're not going to be in your cells. You're Eight o'clock until five o'clock, Labor. you're going to be working somewhere. Okay. Where we will determine Paid on or unpaid? Unpaid. Paid for what? You've, you've harmed society, you pay you for what? You are sure. paying back to society for, for... But that does sound a little bit like slavery, is it not? Then tell me, do you think uh, you, you must kill the, my sister or totally my neighbor and that. then you expect me a uh, uh, first degree murder? You, you think I'm a... No, Just I'm sit in a cell for the rest of your life. I, no, I not, totally understand not, you, uh, but it's about to like what degree you start to make decisions over convicts' lives, yeah, I guess. Well, the, yeah. the professional people will ensure that because we're depending on the person's ability. Right. You know, okay. if, uh, if uh, you're an engineer um, or you're a constructor, we need no more prisons. We need hospitals, okay. clinics. Uh, so that's where you're going to work. Okay. If uh, you're the kind of guy that's going to work in our farms uh, to give us uh, food, uh, For you're going to work. If you're, you, you, Do they you, get retirement? What, what retirement? Like if you're for life and then you hit 65, can you stop working? If you, you, you won't get out of jail until uh, the day God decides to separate your body and soul. Okay. Uh, because you kill someone yes. inno- innocent. So why I'm not society? contesting that, but like for life is usually 20 years. No, 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 no. You There's no to, parole. There's no parole. So you under. just make it for life until they die. It, it, okay. See, under action, I said there's no parole. Okay. If you're saving 15 years, you're going to save 15 years. Oh, I understand. Okay. If you're saving 25 years, you're going to save 25 years. There's not going to be parole. Okay. There will be parole for certain... Uh, soft crimes. Soft, yeah. And, and uh, we must build separate uh, uh, correctional services 
to deal uh, with uh, petty crimes, not to mix with hardened criminals. Okay. Hardened criminals, they must be in their own prisons, okay. uh, the way they, they work uh, to pay back. Uh, to, to What uh, they've to done wrong. Uh, what they've done. Okay. And then one of the things, as section I say, we've taken a policy on is that we take the right to vote. We cannot accept someone who's harmed society, mad at the people. They don't get destroyed. to vote. Why must uh, our lives... Honestly, we, we, we have to be a nation of fools mm. if we we're going to allow criminals to determine sure. who gets into government. Sure. So we take the right to, to vote. Okay. Uh, because uh, if someone is saving jail time for murdering, raping... I hear you. They, they, they shouldn't no, contribute a voice. The, no ways. Okay. Honestly, we, if we accept it as South Africa, mm. then we must know we're a nation of fools. Okay. <laughs> so how do you change policing on the streets to make it more effective? Because it's all well and good to say if they get found guilty, but you just said yourself, policing is inadequate and the court system is inadequate. How do we fix the policing on the streets and then the court system such that you get the convictions you're looking for? Well, uh, you've got to uh, train police uh, properly. We need to, as a matter of agency, open proper police training colleges, not the Panyaza the training that happens at three years on a soccer field. Mm. <laughs> and you think uh, you've trained And then they've got beautiful cars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the Panyaza type of uh, policing, that's not uh, okay. okay. policemen and women, but they need what? Minimum of three years of intense uh, t- uh, training, mm. including detective training, okay. and, uh, including working with international bodies uh, right. that can assist us to equip uh, certain units. We need um, uh, specialized units in terms of made mm. and robbery. I grew up in an environment where we had the Brixton made and robbery squad. Those guys, uh, when you met someone, they were looking for you. They'll They'd find you. They'll, okay. they'll find you. Okay. So we, we, we need specialized units. Specialized units to deal with corruption. Specialized units to deal with rape uh, victims. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, or uh, uh, Sexual perpe- assault, perpetrators. Yes, of course, yeah. We need uh, to deal with murder and uh, drug dealers. We need to have special units. There's uh, drug cartels. We've got to clean them out of I our country. You, you know, okay. So that we can protect our youth, who we believe uh, their victims and sure. we will protect them we make sure that we provide uh, drug rehab centers mm-hmm. but at the same time when they get out of those that, uh, centers they must find employment that's yeah. why you know handling this matter is not just really so you the hit one. the dealers not the users you help yeah. the users hit the dealers no the, the users those are the ones who want with their victims the users of yes, drugs. Yes, yeah, our yes, youth, yes, yes. Our youth are victims. But then you take out the dealers. The dealers. The I dealers, uh, we take them out and okay. we take them out uh, brutally. Okay. <laughs> we, we must never show any mercy because okay. this de- dealers... What does that mean? Brutally. Brutally. When, okay. when we catch you, uh-huh. uh, when we catch you, you go to prison. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we, we're going to really push to make sure that serious drug dealers, uh, they get... Uh, Minimum of twenty five years to life imprisonment, so and then when okay. you know that's cool. the kind of brutality, and you're gonna work. Mm. Uh, and tell know. me about the court system. Like you might, you're clearly not happy with the justice minister Ronald Lamola. Like, what would you do differently to fix the, the court system's overburdened, overloaded? Yeah, well, the thing is, it's, no, it's run by cadres. Uh, you know, the thing is, unfortunately, at the, at the current moment, the current government uh, puts senior people mm. not on the basis of their skills, mm-hmm. the basis on their political connection. Put in professional prosecutors. In fact, uh, one of the debates we are having at Section SA is that um, 
uh, if we come out with specialized units like bring back the scorpions or whatever uh, name yes, we're gonna call yes. it, okay. we want the head of the scorpions or whatever name we'll call it. That person must not really be appointed by the president. We must find independent a body. So, okay, yes. okay, okay. So that uh, they 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 don't have allegiance to the president. They must be. They must have allegiance to the constitution of yes. the country. Yes. Okay. The the commissioner of the police cannot be appointed by the president. Let's uh, find a mechanism there where you know because we want these people to save the constitution and uh, save yeah. the people of of this country. They must be able to prosecute without any fear or favor. Right now, why the system is not working? everything has to really be signed by the president. We've given the president too much power. Look at right now the, the, the kind of crime that our president is, is facing. And he's the one who determines whether he, can, uh, he must be charged or not. Sure. So if you, might, you can imagine if we, we, were, uh, we had an independent criminal justice system, probably by now the president mm. of the, the current president of the country and the one before him they would really be saving okay. many years in jail okay not being the president of the country okay of so the president of a civilized nation so zuma would actually be in jail as and, opposed and president to president would, would both be in jail, be in jail. They, they both okay. be in jail by now Inter- I do, look, unfortunately, I don't really have... Uh, Before your time. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, okay. it was, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not a young man, but... Uh, Sorry, uh, before your time in politics, I meant. Yeah, right. before my time in, in, in politics. I don't really believe... I don't, I, I'm not aware of his direct uh, criminal activity. I understand. Uh, but I have problems with him in terms of... Uh, what he did. ...creating uh, some of uh, the laws. He allowed uh, uh, the unions uh, to dominate uh, politics. our political discourse. Okay. He protected Mugabe to destroy Zimbabwe. Uh, his uh, defense of um, HIV and AIDS, um, mm. make himself an expert, a medical sure. expert. Yeah, those are things that mistakes that uh, anybody can make. But uh, do they warrant him going to jail? I don't know. Okay. I don't think so. What is a successful 2024 election for Action SA? is to emerge as the biggest political party in the country. Okay. Uh, is that realistic? That's what we are. In 2020? Well, uh, what is realistic in life? Uh, uh, what is realistic in Dead life? Dead dream. It, it's, okay. It's, it's, it's what you, you aim to achieve. Okay. Uh, we, what would you be satisfied with? 8% nationally, 10% nationally, 4% I'll, nationally? I'll, I'll, be, I'll be personally devastated if we get anything under 15%. I'll nationally? Be devast- nationally. Okay. I'll be devastated. Okay. And that, might make you the biggest opposition party, maybe. It's close. Uh, the ANC, sorry, the Democratic Alliance got 20 in the last election. Uh, EFF, I think, got 12 or 13. 12, uh, something 12, like yeah. I'll, I'll personally be, de- I'll be devastated uh, okay. if we get anything under 15% nationally. Okay. Would you ever, if the ANC dropped below 50%, accept being the minority in the coalition of rulership? Well, look, I think uh, that decision is not made by me. Uh, if, if, if I was the one to decide, uh, uh, I would ask South Africans to give us a uh, 60% uh, majority so that we can implement our policies and okay. save this country and fix it. Uh, okay. But ultimately, the voters are the ones who are going mm. to decide. And, uh, but I'm if the ANC hit 45 and they came to you and said, would you like to be the, the no, tip over the no, you'd no. say no. Okay. That's, that's out of the question. 
So that's the issue with Herman Mashaba. Thank you so much for listening as always. And as always, please use all the comment sections and all the social medias to let us know what you thought of his answers as well as our questions. And if I could ask you one more time, if we're going to get big names like this again and again and ask them the big questions that we all want to have answered, we need to get as many people liking and subscribing and following the podcast and the video, the show in all of its forms. So if you could do that for me, that would be such a treat. We'd deeply appreciate it. The Issue with Dan Corder returns next week with another massive moment of South African news. Until then, see you soon.